Sup. The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are that of our own and future Bachelor only, and not affiliated with any outside party or entity. This fun podcast may include some adult language. Future Bachelor Podcast. Welcome to Future Bachelor. My name is Cy. And I'm Veronica. And we talk about everything pop culture, dating, and Bachelor. This episode, we're covering the latest on Keat. Okay. Mr. Big being in big trouble. Oh, no. And the Bachelorette pulling out all and maybe too many stops for Michelle's finale. Let's go. And this is episode 194. (laughs) Yeah, boy. (laughs) You like my flavor, Flav? Yeah, boy. (laughs) Yeah. It reminds me of when... um, the the SNL episode with Drake, like one of his first, I think that he ever did. Mm-hmm. That whole like r- hip hop stars, where did they begin? Yeah. Sketch. I've talked about it multiple times on this show. I swear to God, <laughs> it's my favorite. But they have like Flava Flav doing the voiceover for um, what is what what old movie it is? I forget. But it's oh, simply, uh, it's like the the night before Christmas or something like that, right? It's a uh, it's, it's something. It's oh something no, it's we, like the three blind mice or something, right? No, it's something because it's like give a your coat. It's like this oh, yeah. little kid and like some little girl, and it's like flavor, flavor, flavor. Give a your Fla- coat. Now that give I realize, flavor, flavor is actually a, the original little John, like you know, like the little catchphrases you would say. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. you know, they should get flavor, flavor to be instead of little John. They should get flavor, flavor to do. The Bachelor in Paradise voiceovers because it just re- would remind us to everybody of like flavor of love. Yeah, and be- I mean, yeah, the, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we have that going on. If you guys can't tell, I'm a little under the weather this episode. Um. That's uh, a reason why. I mean, one of the reasons why we're coming to you a little later. Um. Than we usually do, but. Um, I, I'm just not feeling that well and um, Veronica just went home so it was kind of just like a super late night to record I eventually was like you know can we just do this in the morning we never do this in the morning but we're doing it so um, that's what we're doing uh, V how's everything going how are you doing you made it home all right I made it home okay I don't know why my flight was delayed out of Atlanta there was no weather in Atlanta or in Chicago. I think it was just, I think there must've been like, you know, a other plane that like, well, made I, was, I was wondering, I was wondering, um, how was your travel experience? Like as far as, you know, time and, and going through the airport and everything. It honestly wasn't, I really needed just an, I need to get pre-checked just because like the amount that I travel, especially like with weddings and stuff I that I so have. I am so surprised you don't have pre-check. I, I use it probably once or twice a year, but it's the best like investment. It's for five years. You've spent like a hundred bucks. Like the worst yeah, part of it I need is, to really just do it. I don't know why I don't. Yeah. Um, the worst part is just having to go to the airport once for an interview, like a little, they do like a, a whole yeah. thing, but you just have to go there once without even taking a flight. So <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I part of me wants to like just also get my passport updated and then get global pre-check so mm-hmm. then I could, you know, for everywhere. But yeah. anyways, um, actually, I usually time, but I forgot to turn off my timer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know the exact time. But based on like it probably only took me like 20 ish minutes to get through security. So it wasn't awful. Um, and it just so happened that a couple of my friends, John and Amber, happened to be waiting for their flight, like two, um, two, uh, two gates down from mine in the Seagate area. So they, you know, bought me a chai latte. I came and met up with them, sat like six feet apart, and uh, we 
you know, made it work because my friend Amber is a um, wedding photographer. So she, you know, has been traveling, doing the whole thing. So she like really, truly can't get sick. Like she's been trying to keep it, keep it all on lock. Oh man, um, that's a lot of pressure to be a wedding photographer, uh, traveling. And um, in COVID, during Christmas, like what? That's crazy. Right. She gets sick. She ruins someone's day. Yeah, she gets <laughs> like hers. she's just. She was telling me her because like right now they were going to her husband John's family, and she's like telling me she's like yeah, pretty much like after this, like we come home. I have a wedding like the thirtieth. I have a wedding like this day. I have a wedding whatever like, and then we leave for. They're doing like a delayed um, honeymoon because they got married in um, at the end of September. So she's like, and then we leave for the Maldives and like whatever. I'm like, geez. So, but in general, like my travel experience was fine. Um, shout out to my roommate and my pal, Melissa, for giving me a good N95 mask from the <laughs> hospital. Um, but yeah, otherwise like we, you know, I'm, I guess it's almost Christmas. We, I did some more Christmas stuff this past week. Uh, some of us gals did a little shitty Christmas movie bingo where we like made a little boards based on like, you know, will they say like, I love you? Will there be an angel? Is there a this? And uh, it was it was pretty fun. I saw, um, you know, original compadre see money because mm. um, she was in town for work <laughs> and we got dinner together. Um, and then I got to see my friend Ross and some of, of his other friends cause he's been in town. And then we had the Christmas party at Rachel and Haley's before Haley got back and Haley is now finally back from Italy. So that's pretty much been, that's been it, you know, and now I'm home losing at Mario party to my brothers and living my best life. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh... Did some Christmas stuff this weekend, but nothing too crazy. Um, but yeah, V, I kind of want to know because uh, I, I need I'm gonna need some things to watch here. But <laughs> what are you watching? So I, I, it's funny because both of us, you must have just copied and pasted this from my line. But I, I did. <laughs> I, I I wrote Witcher sort of because I um. Melissa was watching the first episode of season two, and I've mm-hmm. only seen I haven't seen all of season one and I really need to watch it. Like I've only heard amazing things and also like Henry Cavill, yeah. you know, an yeah. upset. That, Mike that's that's it exactly on my description of why I wrote Witcher sort of, or copy and pasted Witcher sort of, you know, because like I saw, I was like, wait a second, is that like a albino Superman over there? What's going on here? And, and yeah, it's Henry Cavill up there. So I was like, all right, let me check this out. That alone. I'm like him doing the show. It must be good. You know, it's got a Game of Thrones like feel to it or something like yeah. that. But so, yeah. I mean, I'm the, the monsters are incredible. The monsters are incredible in that show. It's crazy. And I watched like probably like one or two episodes out of order, and um, I still enjoyed it. So yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the rest of it because I'm like, I love, I love order. So like, I'm, I'm like, I don't like just jumping in. Um, I but I did. <laughs> this is a guilty pleasure show. I um. It's, I feel like, you know, we're kind of almost back in like early pandemic days with just how everything's going right now. And then just like that, uh, Emily in Paris season two just dropped, which was one of my early pandemic, um, you know, hate watches. (laughs) Yeah. Hate watches. So, um, uh, that's, I'm back. I'm only like a episode and a half in and it is just as ridiculous and, 
mind-numbing as before, but I'm going to watch the whole thing because it's fun. Because Emily's out here just, like, getting, like, she has game. Like, she has, like, three French dudes obsessed with her right now. And I'm like, sis, how? You can't even say, like, bonjour right. Like, I don't even know. Are you serious? Like, first of all, Emily's in Paris, you know? She's this hot (laughs) American girl. Emily's in Paris. Paris people are just in Paris, you know? They wanted something exotic from America. Um, and that's what they think they got. So they got Emily and they're not going to let her go, you know? Oh, so geez. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, she's Lily Collins with those great eyebrows. So I guess that, you know, that pulls her in, but I bet um, you anything though, there's going to be a spinoff series of Emily going somewhere else. Like Emily in London. Well, cause she's supposed to be from like or Chicago, Japan. which they make sure they drop like every episode. She's like, well back in Chicago, but I'm like, sis, you don't even have an accent. You're not, don't lie to me. So I she's know- from Chicago. Has no accent, and she's in Paris, and can't say avoir, avoir, or revoir. As you can't even say it well, either. Hey, so. is there a show called Sai in Paris? No. <laughs> Sai's in Atlanta, and that's what's up, so that's the way I talk. Oh, um, my God. But what have you been watching, Sai? Me? Well, I've been watching Witcher, sort of, but, um, you know, actually last night I, I, I settled in and I, I mean, I've talked about this before when probably when we talked about WandaVision last, but I grew up watching old shows. Like my, my parents just didn't let us watch too much TV growing up. Mm-hmm. And eventually we were able to like, let them, let us watch, um, like Nick at night and back in the day, Nick at night, you know, in my Nick at night days, it was really old shows. Like. I know now, like, you would look at it and be like, those are really old shows, but, like, it is kind of weird. Like, it's it's weird. Like, now, when Nick at Night plays, like, your Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I think they play, like, Saved by the Bell, Full House, all these shows and stuff that oh, are and old. Like, and, like, the George Lopez show, George too. Lopez show and stuff like that, which I love, but I watched those shows, actually, like, when I was growing when they were up. Out, yeah. yeah. But the shows that were on Nick at Night when I was growing up, when I was a kid, was, like... Laverne and Shirley, Mary Tyler Moore, The Odd Couple, Dick Van Dyke Show, Happy Days, you know, uh, all those shows. And it was just like, and I Love Lucy was my favorite. And um, I don't know if it had to do with, you know, the fact that it was this white woman and this uh, Cuban man that, you know, were just taking over the world. But I was just so so into it. I was so into the continuity of the show, uh, you know, uh, they they have their neighbors uh uh ethel and uh fred and their best friends and they're in apartments in new york city and just even behind the scenes of them actually being a real life like couple like you know yeah. Lucille and Ball like owning and their own like desi arnaz they own desi lu productions that one of the mm-hmm. first like it's incredible first of all that like you know a man of color um who loved america so much was smart enough to be able to know about ownership and, and independence and in a company and owning the rights to all the shows and 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 being able to you know see the foresight cbs that they they were doing business with and stuff didn't even know they were like all right we'll do this show if if we can get uh the rights to the, every episode um after it airs so they were like sure once it airs you can have it because the idea of reruns never even really like came into anyone's mind so right. now here they own the rights to their own show and they start doing reruns and they're making all that money and stuff and then eventually later on in life i think like lucille ball ends up divorcing mm-hmm. um desi arnaz and um and t- buys his share of desi lu and she becomes the first like woman 
CEO in Hollywood ever. So it's just the story behind I Love Lucy is really incredible. The fact that their kids ended up being like pop stars. So Lucy went on to make like three more, sh four more shows. Three of them actually were like, I think went into syndication. So on top of I Love Lucy, she had like another show called The Lucy Show and then another show called like Lucy's Here or something like that. But, um, all different continuities of, of, of the Lucy character. And, um, this movie is called Being the Ricardos. It's an Amazon Prime original, and it's like it's a, a new thing that these bi bi biographical bi biographical biopics. biopics are doing with these um, movies. Like they kind of pick like a, a couple days in a person's life that mm. they went through something crazy. Like the the Princess Diana one was like that. This one is like a week in um, Lucy and 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 in Desi's life where they were, you know, dealing with her being accused of being a communist and his, he had like allegations of him cheating and, and just like how, like, and she becomes like, you know, pregnant and how like CBS didn't want to even have the word pregnant or anybody pregnant on, on t television because at the time they were sleeping in separate beds. They were sleeping the in separate beds. So yeah. yeah, it was just, it's just, it's incredible. And, um, Nicole Kidman plays, uh, Lucille Ball, which she does, I think, a great job of doing, and which um, is, is also interesting because she plays uh, the character of, um, I think it's Samantha, the name of uh, Samantha on the, sh on the show Bewitch. She played like the remake mm. of it. So she's done two of my shows growing up on Nick at Night that I used to watch, Bewitched, I Dream a Genie, all those shows. So um, obviously I'm a fan for old TV right now. Uh, you can tell, but yeah, so go check it out. Being the Ricardos. I, I, my mom, I'm sure is going to watch it and love it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's what I've been watching, but V, why don't we get into something we like to call quick hits. What do we got? All right. Starting us off, I guess strong would be the wrong word, but Dua Lipa mm. and Anwar Hadid, i.e. brother of Bella and Gigi, have reportedly broken up after being together for about two years. Um, people had been like swirling some stuff. I think they've, you know, I think there's been like some unfollows or whatever as it goes in these, you know, celebrity relationships nowadays. But they were, they seem pretty, you know, tight. So it's interesting breakup, but, you know. You know, no. for Dua Lipa being a pop star and a singer and stuff like that, like, uh, she really has, like, the, um, what would you say, like, the feeling of being, like, a Hadid or something. Like, you know, that really high class, like, you know, yeah. upper ech echelon of of young people and stuff. So it's sad to see two beautiful people break up, but I'm sure they'll, they'll just split off and find more beautiful people to be with, right? Yeah. For, I mean, yeah. They, they will. Yeah. I mean, it's Dua Lipa and it's Anwar Hadid. Like, I think they're going to be okay. They're going to um, be okay. In Selling Sunset News, which this is a show you should just sit down and watch if you're not feeling well, because it'll just be fun, extravagant drama of, you know, people in L.A. selling houses. Okay. And speaking of them... Um, the two of the main folks, so Jason Oppenheim is one of the owners of the Oppenheim Group brokerage that they all work at, that it's based around. Um, and Chriselle Stoss, who is one of the other main characters of the series because um, she, you know, was married to Justin Hartley. They had a really messy divorce, whatever. Um, they had been dating, like it was kind of a surprise that came out as dating like in the summer and they just split um, so they had only dated for like five months, but I guess it's due to um, differences around, you know, 
wanting to raise a family, et cetera. And I think it pretty much just comes down to the the fact that women tip typically are on a time crunch when it comes to, you know, wanting to have kids and stuff and men can just be out here doing whatever. So And we are. So, yeah, yeah. Um no, but I mean uh, that definitely sounds a lot better than Emily in Paris season two. So I might give it a watch. Yeah, give it a whirl. Um and then also there has been some rumors surrounding some more selling sunset folks that um Amanza, who's one of the other characters, is supposedly dating Zach Efron. See this is like where it gets so interesting when like these you know, high class reality TV shows start to like intertwine with um, other life. celebrities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. And like, but I guess that's just more of a rumor because they took like a cute picture together at a UFC fight, but mm. she might be dating somebody else. But um, speaking of exes and messy relationships, Kanye, now known as Ye, I guess was supposedly living with his model like 22 year old model girlfriend um and you know venetria and kim like made some kind of comment about like "Mm, interesting how he keeps saying that he wants me back if he's like living with his girlfriend but i guess the girlfriend and him split homie's still out here i guess fighting for his life he might be getting an invite to the kardashian um christmas party who's to say but allegedly pete davidson has an invite so i don't know i don't know i i feel like pete wants to die pete wants to die or something man like you know you're this is like not good for pete like you know kanye's the fact that kanye's been so quiet about pete is 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 a very a little concerning to me as far as like why do you say that because you know it, it just seems like he's so controlled about like this situation that he I haven't seen him like he's spoken his mind about anything and everything I mean he's just mostly I feel like the most that he's spoken about he hasn't like explicitly said anything about Pete he's just mostly been like I haven't even seen the papers like I haven't even like seen the divorce papers like blah 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 like all this shit as he's out here dating other people and then he's like you know out here on his different stuff being all like come back to me Kimberly when I but when I know of um as far as uh, as far as uh, Kanye goes, like he doesn't actually have a home. Like he that, that he, he like lives out of a bag. He says, so it's like I could understand. Like seriously, he he has like he doesn't he says he doesn't have own like an actual home. Like he just kind of like goes from place to place. So I could see why he was posted up at somebody's place because he's got kicked out of his probably his actual family home and um he doesn't have he sold didn't he sell most of his like ranch and stuff in wyoming yeah like i mean i was watching an interview where he says this is my home and he's talking about a backpack like he's like anywhere i am is like where my home is so um so yeah uh i don't know i mean do you, you you obviously do you think pete and kim are forever i mean no but they did go to the staten island movie theater and angelina's together so She's they're doing that bi-coastal dating situation right now, which is fascinating. Yeah, I mean, Staten Island. No, this right here is telling me that it can't be forever. You can't keep dating Kim Kardashian on the island. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just going to run out of stuff. How many times can you take her to the movies? That's like the only thing you can do there. And then what? You're going to take her on the ferry? Like, that's those are the two things you got. 
Like you're gonna take her to the Staten Island Yankees game? Yeah, it's like it's like Kim Kardashian's <laughs> playing poor. She's like, this is fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. This is it's really bring me down to earth. Come New Year's Eve, like they're not partying in Staten Island. Um, so uh, yeah, good for them, dude. Pete really, you know, getting his getting milking this for what he can, and um, you can't blame him. That's amazing. Um, I bet you he just like sit there and looks in the mirror and he's just like, what? How did I do? How am I doing this? Like, you know, I mean, there's like so many conversations around that being like, why are we so surprised? Like he is like, I'm, I'm guessing like he must just be like a generally like fun, good person to be around, like in a dating setting. I mean, like he's pulled. I think one thing he has going for him, tall. That always goes a long way. I mean, yeah, he's tall. Uh, funny. He's tall. You he's know, funny. that's like the first thing people say when they when they're like, you know, even the hottest of the hottest girls, they're just like always like, you know, obviously, as long as he makes me laugh. Someone that just <laughs> makes me laugh like that. I swear, if they make me laugh like that, I don't. It's like no, that's bullshit. They need money. They need six packs. They need to be a six foot. That's like, not true though. Bullshit. I need someone who makes me laugh. Yeah, no, I know. That's the do. first thing you say because you don't want to sound shallow. That's the like. The, I mean, I don't even look for six packs or whatever. Like, it's nice to have, <laughs> but I don't care. I think me like, and you I might be outside of the ordinary like will literally like swipe left if they see somebody who even looks slightly like they have a dad bod which i think that's disgusting like yeah. i don't think that's like a, a good way to live yeah that's but. me right there so I, I definitely feel you know yeah no i think that's I, i'm like i don't like the body shaming like i don't that's not a vibe for me i feel you um but yeah so i mean that's just you know good for pete uh v what made you go yikes this year or this year uh, this, uh, <laughs> no. i mean we're almost doing I like mean, our end is, of the year yeah, wrap up there. but what made you go yikes this week so um you know we talked about it last week they had the whole mr big dying on the first episode of and just like that peloton made their clap back ad which you wanted me to bring up again because we were trying to remember what other ad um Ryan Reynolds did and it was a different like it was like I think it was a different Peloton clapback ad because like people were giving so much shit to the original like Peloton ad that made it seem like this girl was like you know being held under lock and key by her husband <laughs> to like to ride her Peloton yeah yeah no so I remember it now the commercial was like very like uh, creepy and ominous because it was like this yeah. girl she got her Peloton and she's like proving to her husband that she's working out first of all she already's already like a 10 you know yeah. what I'm saying so it's like you know it's not like she had to work out that much it was it's like she's working out for like over a month on this Peloton and then her husband's like you're looking good babe and then every, it just had this like huge like backlash because everyone's just like this is ridiculous yeah. and um, honestly it is ridiculous if you just to go back to what, what I've been watching being the Ricardos like it's a great look into how Lucille Ball was the genius behind a lot of stuff like and Desi Arnaz as well but Lucille Ball like like would see like how it was funny like she taught comedy classes and stuff like that after like her run of the show and stuff but she would literally see like um she's she, like ricky would come into a door and like put his hands like behind, like first of all she's setting the table in this one scene and ricky comes in and, and he and he's like sneaks in and she's like two feet from the door so she doesn't even notice him come through the door so she stops like during she's like why why wouldn't i know him come through the door like he does every time and stuff like and then yeah. he puts his hands over her eyes and she he's like who, who is it and she goes she starts naming off guys names and stuff like that and and he starts 
starts getting like angry. It's like, why would Ricky, does he actually, does Ricky actually think that I'm, I'm, I'm dating eight other men right now? So she's like trying to be realistic and be like, the audience is going to see, like feel past, like you're making them look stupid, you know? And, right. um, essentially that's kind of like what that Peloton ad did to their advertisers and stuff. So that's when Ryan Reynolds had to come in last year and make like another, ad for his tequila where he used that girl from that ad yeah like you know because she was getting bad press and that's essentially kind of what he did this year with the mr big ad by doing that for peloton again so um peloton has been going straight to ryan reynolds for these like but it didn't work this time the clap it didn't work because the yikes (laughs) moment is that chris noth who plays mr big Mm -hmm. right after you know all this stuff has been coming out whatever Multiple allegations by two to three women right now, um, all under, I think, different names, new names or whatever, have come out about some, you know, sexual assault or harassment or things. And then I guess there's even been more trickling down from like people on set from like the earlier years of sex in the city. Um, What's so, like the most egregious thing that you've heard? Um, I guess like the most egregious one was that, you know, um, sh- that they're like some accounts are pretty I mean they're pretty graphic about like how one of the women had to like go to the hospital afterwards to get like stitched up because it was very rough so um is that a thing though like do people like how rough can it be that you have to get stitched up like that for at this point like I'm thinking you're using other things besides like your natural bodies I mean, potentially, who's to say? Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's but- wild. What do you think? Do you, I mean, do you think he's, do you think this, like, because you have to be honest, in today's age, it just seems sometimes it's convenient, like, they come back out, and people are just like, oh, he's famous, I got a story about him, they could, like, you know, like, make it worse than it actually was, Um I don't know. I, I just feel like we're definitely in a in a in a, a place where people are feeling more comfortable to come out about their stories. But it's also there's another side that people are just saying these things for attention or just to see someone fall. Yeah, I mean, it seems these it's the the stories that are being told, like the different allegations here, um, seemingly have like witnesses to the fact of like taking you know people to the hospital, like the friend had it, whatever. Like police were at the hospital like there's records of her being there so like it you know um i the there's evidence it's just dark it's just dark it sounds like a tv show like you yeah know, I, it, there's evidence and um definitely of course like there's the whole access like the whole areas of like power and control because like some of these people like were in the industry or whatever i sometimes and, like, forget you know, about that power dynamic of things yeah and so like they didn't want to like say who it was at the time because they're like i'm gonna lose my job or like whatever so it definitely is it's 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 shady and also i guess the women the main cast of and just like that so like you know uh sarah jessica parker and um the folks like that they um they've all come out the women have come out saying like you know we don't we stand with the women who have like come out to say stuff like we're so sorry that any of this happened to you like we you know whatever like we're we're making sure that we're standing with you I wonder so, if that went into this decision of killing him off i wonder i kind of wonder because then there's like been some other news swirling around how like 
people's on sets of stuff like knew about kind of his behavior. So I wonder if there was some sort of tie to that. But I mean, Peloton. Actually, that. I mean, in general, though, it's just a smart to like if you're going to start a whole spinoff show of right. like that, it's smart to kill off your husband so you can have it kind of go back into you I being mean, yeah, single like, and figuring yeah, all that like out. We need so. like that's the point. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, there's no conflict. Um, But Peloton had to pull that that clap back ad real quick because they're like, oh, yikes, like we can't be promoting uh, this dude, especially like him being like nice and cozy by a fire with like his Peloton instructor. So, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a good look for everyone involved, even Chris Noth or whatever to yeah. be in that commercial as well. So yikes. Um, well, Veronica, you know what we do here. We do know what uh, we do here. It's that time to talk about the Bachelorette on our show. Yes, we've made it, guys, to the finale of Bachelorette Season 18 with Michelle Young. And it Michelle was... Michelle and Young. Michelle and Young. How could I forget? <laughs> um, you know, uh, this was a pretty, uh, you know, it was a different season of The Bachelorette that we've seen. I mean, same formula, but just, you know, the ending and, the, you know, who we have involved in stuff, it just looks different and feels a little different. Um, where do we... What do you have to say about it, V, and where do we start? Well... I mean, yes, we'll get into it, but mm-hmm. let, let's just let's just get it rolling. Okay. We're in Mexico. Mexico. The fam is there. Her mm-hmm. parents and her sister, which I didn't even realize she had a sister. I remember her mentioning her brother. Didn't realize she had a sister. <laughs> um, they're there. They're ready to meet Brandon and Nate. Um, Brandon goes first, and obviously his family and her family, besides her sister have all have met him already. They're like ready to roll. They love Brandon. They're like team Brandon right now. Um, you know, he comes in hot with the beautiful flowers. I want to know, like they're in Mexico, so they must be getting these flowers from like some good flower stand or something like, or maybe the resort has like a really nice flower stand situation. Cause these are nice flowers. These aren't shitty arrangements. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. But Brandon also brings, some new trim swim trunks, which are bad. This was the flowers were great. The swim trunks were like definitely from like a shitty like gift shop at the <laughs> resort because like they're crazy like neon green and blue crazy pattern to give to Michelle's dad because you know he had to borrow a pair for when they were in the hot tub at her parents' house. Yeah, but he was making it seem like they had like like sex in the bathing suit or something like I that. I was like, yeah, I was like, he's like, you might want a new pair. I'm like, what? I mean, fair enough though. Like another man's like, when it comes to bathing suits and stuff, like Just your genitals. Just got some dingling and- hanging out in your <laughs> head. <laughs> dingling. All right. Oh, that what you, that's what you think of us? <laughs> I mean. That's what you call our things? <laughs> 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 Dig a leg. All right, cool, cool. All right. Um, so <laughs> look what you guys think of us. Um, okay, so um, yeah, so I he- mean, prove us wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Um, so yeah, uh, anyways, uh, you know, Brandon is is all smiles. The family loves him. They're pretty much like, you know, set on him. They're set on him. His her mom tears up talking to him. She's all like, "You're al- you're already part of the family. Like, I want you to be here at the end." The dad like, was like, "You know, it re- reminds me of me." Right. Like they're they're all in. 
they have a great time like and he's just good at talking like you know like it's just I he think says he right really stuff. I think he really has a good vibe with the parents like I I, I think it, that's extremely genuine it doesn't feel fake to me it right right he, like he's he, a sappy dude but it doesn't feel fake I like, mean it, he's it, I, he he definitely can can be fake if he wanted to because then early on in the show he was definitely a little corny and fake but I think he kind I don't of know matri- if I would call it fake I would just call it like almost like performing too much like a little yeah, corny. I mean, but we I talked feel like- about it. It was like thinking what people want, and it just doesn't come off as like genuine. But it doesn't right. mean that you're trying to be fake. It's just like the persona you are. And and he, uh, you know, I think uh, this is where I started noticing, just like in real life, if you had two choices, right? You have mm. you have the good boy or the bad boy, and mm. and your parents meet the good boy and of course they're going to be like yes we love him bring him to the family and then you have the bad boy um you know what which one does the girl usually choose like you know to be honest we always know it's it's the cliche bad boy i know you always want what you what you can't have or what's wrong you you, i know well because so you know she preaches how much her parents like opinion means to her and how good they and are. And especially because, like, she cares so much about how their relationship, like, as in therapy, we call that a, a strong, like, familial base. Mm-hmm. Like, she really, like, has that going for her. And, like, she has a good representation of, like, a loving, great relationship, marriage, even. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so then they bring, they bring Nate in to meet Nate. And... The vibes are off. Vibes are off in general. Nate is something that I've said all season. Nate is vague. He's just vague. Her dad says he's vague. (laughs) Like, you know, you can't get a straight answer out of him about like where he lies. Where obviously Brandon is the exact opposite and is like outward, like outwardly telling the family, like, I want to marry your daughter. I love her. Like whatever. And Nate's all like, I mean, if it's in the cards, it's in the cards. Like, ah, like pretty much like being like, we'll see what happens. And like uh, Michelle's mom is all like, what do you mean? Yeah, like, no, I mean, like he, you kind of have some of the power here to make it happen. If that's he was what you definitely, want. He was definitely nervous. He definitely came in sweating. He came in like, you know, and he had nothing to say. Even like um, Michelle was like, it got quiet for a second. She would start up something. She was like, do you want to take it from here? And he would be like, yeah. And then he wouldn't. And he yeah. just, just like, he, you know, we say like a lot when we talk, you know, we're not trying right. to sit here. We have to talk for over an hour and stuff every week, but you're going to hear us say s- stuff all the time. You're like, oh my God, Sai says like all the time, or he's always saying this or that and, um, or vice right. versa with Veronica, but it's, we're, we're not on TV. So, and this is our show. So we like like but um yeah so we'll do whatever the fuck we want this is our show (laughs) but um but anyways uh you know when it came to him he was just like couldn't he couldn't he's not good at articulating his words and what sucks is that because remember when he was on a date with her friends like he met her friends and he did he did really well with them i don't understand like the what's going on here i think it's i mean it's a different dynamic like even though like especially meeting like some of a girl's best friends can be intimidating depending on how the friends are. Mm -hmm. I feel like the friends weren't at, they were like straight shooters. They asked questions, but also like they kind of had fan behavior because like they're fans of the show seemingly. So like they kind of like were coming in more of like, this is an exciting experience, whatever. Right. While, you know, and he can easily play that off. They're like peers while her parents, you know, 
are much different. So I think that's definitely like can put like, you know, a significant other in a tricky situation because right. it's it's harder to win over parents who want specific things for their child than friends because like even the friends will always be like I think of my my friends like if you know anything bad happens between me and somebody or significant other someone I dated they're always like f them like we ride at dawn what do you need us to do but like but then they kind of like we all get over it we forget about it whatever but like if I tell my mom about somebody who did me wrong or like a significant other that said something she never forgets. Yeah. My mom doesn't even forget about a girl that was late to a, one of my final senior presentations in college. My mom still hates that girl. She's never met her. <laughs> like. Damn. Okay. Um. Well, yeah, I, I definitely, and, and, and parents like really just try to ask like basic questions that like anybody would, if you're going to propose yeah, like, my daughter. Are you going to move to Minnesota for yeah. her? Um, I mean, a lot of these questions get cleared up by the end of the show, but, um, you know, in this moment, you know, they, and uh, the mom tells Michelle, you know, right. I'm gonna grab my notes real quick, but the mom tells Michelle, um, you know, like the truth, like it didn't go that smooth. And, um, you know, what, like, how does Michelle react to that? Michelle is like, Michelle is definitely like torn up about it because she, you know, she is having major, major feelings for Nate. Obviously, she likes Brandon a lot too. But as I said last episode, I think I think it's even more than being digmatized. But I think she, like you know, Nate makes her feel some kind of way. Nate, may, like, is obviously interesting. He's different. got he's he's got the um uh Pete Davidson effect going. He's on. got the swag. Yeah, he's got that kind of swag, and he's fucking tall. BD. He's sick. He's yeah, he's BD. He's got he's six eight. Like she I think, you know, I don't think she's used to based on like what she's talked about throughout the entire season, I don't think she's ever used to like being with somebody as attractive or whatever. I think she's always been, you know, what she always said, I was picked first for basketball, picked last for dates or whatever. And I think she just, you know, was a black woman swimming in a predominantly white and whitewashed pond in Minnesota. And like now she's having the ability to meet like some attractive, attractive men that are really into her. And I think, you know, Nate is not like anybody she probably ever encountered in Minnesota. And it's just like, this is somebody who, you know, I feel a lot for. And like, so she's upset. And cause she like, you know, she obviously cares a lot what her parents think, but she's all like, yikes. Like if, if my mom doesn't think he's ready, like what then? Yeah. And the parents definitely called out. out the fact that like, it was a different vibe right away. Like when he walked oh. in and stuff like, you know, immediately, it, I mean, um, immediately it was a different vibe. Yeah. Like, so, um, so they end up walking out together, um, Michelle and Nate and he, Nate, you know, <laughs> the way he says like, yeah, <laughs> your mom's a straight shooter. <laughs> um, and she was like, yeah. So like, uh, my mom felt like she didn't like really catch that vibe and all that stuff. And I don't know. They ended fine. I mean, she's just like obsessed with him. So it's like, I mean, she's, she's just, I think she, you know, until we get to his final date, I think this past couple of weeks, she's just been really searching for him to like prove to her in a couple of different ways that 
he's in it to win it because Brandon is out here just pouring his heart out. Like they go on there. So we're, we're getting into final dates. So Brandon's date, they did it pretty much same order. They did like, you know, Brandon met the parents first, then Nate, they're doing Brandon gets to do his final date first, which is, um, they went jet skiing, whatever. Then they had like their little dinner or whatever. And he gave her the sweatshirt from the morning of their fantasy suite date, which I guess they had gotten the stains out of, but it had had all the stains from their food fight on it. And he was like, oh, I want you to like whatever, blah, blah, blah. It felt very high school. Like, here's my sweatshirt. Like, um, but I guess it was cute. But I just the whole food fight situation. I'm still not over. That's really stupid to me. Um, but they seemingly, you know, she tells him finally by the end of the date that she's like she kind of did a fake out she did the whole like i'm not falling in love with you yeah and i didn't like this like this i'm ma- in love with you this this makes michelle this makes michelle look like bad I, I don't i don't think this episode was like great a look on michelle i feel like because like why are you saying that to someone that you're about to break up with like come on you can't be that in between two people like in the back of her mind she knew the whole time right I think, but I, I mean, I have to believe that she was seemingly in love with both of them because I think that's fully possible. We've seen it happen multiple times on the show and that always becomes like the biggest point of contention is like if somebody falls in love with multiple people, which we're already seeing in the previous for Clayton season. He's falling in love with four. Like now that we've opened up this door of it being okay to be in love with, this is the first time I've seen the Bachelor franchise actually trying to like not like almost some polygamy, but like they are trying to like push off that it's okay to fall in love with multiple because for the because longest- I, I mean that is natural. I think that's more more natural than not. I think the fact that they would be out here being all like, "How dare you have strong feelings for Veronica, more than though, one like, person?" I, I, yes, maybe in real life it's possible, but this is not like this can't be love. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they only have known each other for probably not even two like two months like you know what i'm saying so true it's 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 literally just you're you're saying that you you really really like these two people but it's not love and i for, mean i can't tell how these people are feeling but i mean me personally it would take a lot in a more vacuum for me it to, could feel like love well for yeah sure. of course but yeah. i mean in the real world like you know if you're dating these two people it's like i don't know so you know, it's just it's just funny because it's like here we go on this season. They're like, okaying, you know, falling in love with two people because obviously in the past when people have said I love you to two different people, it was they like become a like problem. a villain almost. Yes, it's like I can't believe you told two different but people you I love them. I think like they had to make sure that they swayed away from that because first of all, I think it's not fair in general to any lead. But I think they also were like, are we going to like create? a villain out of another black woman lead sure but also i mean can there has to be some responsibility on a lead to not say i love you to two people i mean that's that's on you like really i guess but i mean if she feels it she feels it i can't i can't tell somebody how you know how to feel i don't think a production company can tell somebody how to feel I mean, if this was acting class, I'd allow it. If it was acting class, it'd be like, just feel how you feel in the moment. All right, I love you. 
like you know but like you're you're not thinking about the like the ramifications what this is going to look like outside of like you know this moment and especially tomorrow when you have to dump but I them. feel like knowing how Michelle is and like watching her this entire season like she's not one to just like say her feelings if she doesn't mean it like she has a hard time expressing her feelings in general so I really think you know she was being genuine I think it's I think she wanted to be like I think her saying that was also you know her wanting it to feel the same way that she felt with Nate but knowing that it wasn't going to feel that same way but still feeling a love for him like I think you know I think that's still accurate. I think it could just show up in different ways. Well, um, so what happens with the other date? So Nate's date, they do some like uh, cultural appropriation light with uh, some shaman named Raul. Mm -hmm. And they do some like saging and whispering of like their, you know, wants and wishes. And Nate, once again, struggles. Um, So... It, it started it start a rocky start to the date but um they you know they bring it home at the end of the date when they have like their dinner and he's talking about how you know he only brought two suits he didn't expect to even make it past like two row ceremonies he didn't expect so to- I, I don't i don't I, I, first of all lame you know, I only have like three suits. What am I supposed well, and to? Well, also, also, it's not. You only that have one un- bathing suit, so it's, explain it's that. Not that. Yeah, I know, right? That's why he only has. This makes sense. Why he only has one bathing suit? Because he's like, I'm maybe making it through a date, but right. um, it, but uh, it's also not that uncommon for the men to only bring like a couple, like a couple full suits, and then maybe I would like, only bring a gray like, suit, dating. like a charcoal gray suit, a blue suit, and a black suit. That's all you really yeah, need. Like, and maybe and it's then, like a statement like, jacket or something. Yeah, but. like some rotating sport coats, depending. Yeah. Um, and like a lot of them share. Like I know yeah. the women share too, but like in general, because like the guys, it's like suit pieces that they just intermix or whatever. That's why there was a the whole thing with the salmon suit that traveled throughout, I think Hannah Brown season, like mm. with Tyler C and other people. And then, you know, he gave it to uh, Matt James to wear for like his like initial interviews to being the bachelor. Um, so I, that, to me, like the two suit bit, I was all like, okay, yeah. like you're not that different from other people. Um, But, you know, he does talk more about his struggle with, like, expressing emotion because, like, he's from a family that doesn't, like, really say. That's true. I I forget about all that. And stuff. So I get I get his struggle. Like, I guess, like, he kind of, you know, brought it home and he did finally, like, you know, say he's like, I want, you know, you're the this. It's really scary for me to, like, feel the way that I feel about you because I've never been able to, like, feel this way. See, or Nate do hasn't this done anything inherently wrong. I don't know what it is that makes me feel like he's going to do her dirty. And people always and people like on the Internet have called him and like he even like made fun of it himself in his like post after the finale being like that he's a walking red flag i mean he gives off like i was even saying in my tipsy talks he gives off kind of fuckboy vibes like he has the fuckboy kind of look swagger just like kind of like how he moves how he talks like i think he just sort of has that kind of vibe about him and i think maybe it's just like like the hater in me the the confidence that he has like i don't know like or the blaseness of it potentially i mean that's kind of like i think sometimes confidence really walks that fine line of like confidence to cockiness Mm -hmm. and i think he walked that fine line a lot this season and i just think that um you know 
when you pair that with somebody who has a hard time expressing their emotions, I think that's when it comes off as a red flag because you're like, okay, so then is anything that you're saying or doing to me actually mean anything? And I think that's what Michelle struggled with the most because she's all like, I feel so great when I'm with him. Like he feel like this feels right. Like I feel no way that I've ever felt before, but she's like, yeah, the pressure of like TV and having to explain it to like the watchers and stuff. It's, it's a whole different thing. So yes, I agree. And that's, pretty deep V. Thanks for getting down to that. So let's, before we go into the finale, let's talk about a little bit of like the structure around this episode with like, you know, you know, Caitlin being the only host and all that stuff. And well, we have to get to the rose ceremony first. We haven't even gotten that yet. Well, I mean, this has been sprinkled out through the whole episode. Well, yeah. Yes. So I guess the little live pieces, cause it was technically a live, live viewing. Yes. And so then, like, it the starts off show. like, you know, I kind of want to, before we get too far, it starts off with like, you know, Caitlin, doing the show by herself and right. um they're because prom- Tasha was exposed to covid so right. she's so they're promising this very uh well i don't know i, I this is like interesting because it <laughs> you know the last show she was on it, it didn't go too well i don't know if she felt maybe she just didn't feel comfortable being a part of this live show after this is my like uh conspiracy brain going on i really don't think it's that i think she's in new york and new york's cases are like out of control so yeah you don't think like she just uh didn't like how she was you know it came off on the last time she was on the i I mean i I don't i think she's like said stuff about how like whatever but i just i don't i don't think that's the main reason no um so how do you think caitlin did on this i feel like they were definitely like i like caitlin as a person and I like her humor in general and I felt like she was trying to work some of that in as well as like trying to work in whatever fucking lines they were feeding her because you could tell stuff that they were feeding her like you could just see how some of it was disjointed and being fed to her and I feel like she was you can tell she was nervous she likes having Tasha there to be her counterpart like she likes someone to bounce stuff off of and I think honestly her and Tasha balance each other out very well I think like they're actually a very good little duo together um yeah I don't so- I don't I don't really um uh enjoy seeing Caitlyn on there actually um I mean I haven't been a big fan of her probably the whole time but um but yeah, I, I honestly she- her questions that she asked are the same kind of questions that Chris Harrison would ask and felt I mean I've always like had issues with how he asked them so to me tomato tomato there like I kind of felt like some of those questions felt the same yeah and it just felt like really weird questions like or the way she would frame them she's like you know the way she broke your heart or broke- which is how chris harrison would do it too that's the thing it was always twisting the knife that's how that's why i kind of hate yeah after but the like final it, rose. it's always a knife twist the knife twisting i don't mind i don't like how like she's just like everything she's like I'm, i was gonna cry or i'm not made to do I felt this like that was genuine that's the thing it's like i felt like she was trying to weave in her little bits of her personality with what they were telling her to say and i think that's where it was clashing like i don't think that's why it works better when she has somebody with her because otherwise it's kind of hard to balance that because like her personality is great i think for like hosting her podcast for like her other stuff that she does like other you know thing like she's a good personality but i think for like what the show wanted her to do it wasn't great like i just don't think it worked super well and but in general i just think that's the shitty formatting by the bachelor franchise yeah, in maybe general. i've just been i'm like, not gonna put all the hate on her i just know but i just think that i think that there's a if and this is just my opinion i think the host there needs to be some type of prestige to being the host of this show um because it's it's got to be above 
like one of the biggest like uh, topics ever, which is love. And with Chris Harrison, like, you know, he's not involved in the, he was not involved in like, you know, the game of the franchise. He was just this prestige. Like you didn't know about his, like, I'm obviously he's married and has kids and stuff like that. Right. Well, he's, well, he was divorced. He just got engaged again. Okay, and so so like even his love marriage. stuff is like 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 above you know the love stuff of being on the show and everything like that. Like I just feel like there needs to be someone. But like that, he had to work up to that. That's my thing. Is like, yeah, it's gonna look different. That's why it like worked when they had um what's his fetch, um, do it for Matt James's season because he's already known as being a host, a personality. Plus he had you know the prestige and whatever around him is talking on you know, the struggle of being a black man, et cetera. I don't know. I just think that they're, I mean, I get what they're trying to do. Have like some type of female host be involved in the franchise because, you know, look, we're going to have a male one. We should have some female ones of like diversity, get some color people, like, you know, all that stuff. But there's just like people that do it well. Like who's the one that did it for Matt James season? That guy. Emmanuel Ocho or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so that guy I think does really well. That's what I was just saying. Yeah, I mean, like he, but that's because he already has the prestige of like hosting his own show, having his own book, doing his like whatever. See, I don't, I don't even know his like his like all that stuff. He just came off like strong, like you know, what I'm saying yeah, like, he's been he's there a before. Sports reporter and right. like host. Like you know? that's the thing. It's like yeah, that's obviously he's gonna be great, and I think he's a great and he like talks on race relations and stuff. And has a whole series on that. Like, I think he was the right choice. I think they're going to have to find maybe, I think having the girls there during the season and hosting and stuff is a great pick because they can support. See, Rachel Lindsay would kill this, I feel like. Well, yeah, but she's not coming back. I know, to the I know. That's, That's what I'm issue. saying, though. Like, how do, you, they, how do you. They did her out. So, like, you know. How do you get someone like Rachel Lindsay, though, if you can't get Rachel you don't. Lindsay? You don't abuse them like they did to poor Rachel. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the true. issue. But I'm saying like a personality like that. Someone that's like feels like very like like strong and and commands like, you know, the and organizes a show. But I think the issue is that they have like used and abused most of the women that would be close to doing that on the show that that's how you get, you know, the people who the only people who are going to play like nice like the Caitlyn's and Tasha's might not come off as strong because they're like, well, did they have well, a female host um, during Bachelor in Paradise come in? No. What? Right. That's weird. Um, so, oh, do you can you think of anything off the top? Anybody off the top of your head that would make a good host outside of maybe Bachelor Nation? I'm trying to think of someone too. Um, like, uh, I feel like a Kelly Clarkson. I just like her vibe in general. Mm. Um, Somebody of like that, like that vibe. I'm trying to think of like another, like right now, uh, I know Zuri, what's her name? Zuri something who works for like E! News Network. She's great. I like her a lot. Um, I feel like it would have to be someone sort of in the entertainment industry in general. What about like a Um, Demi Lovato? I know. I think they are. They have a little bit too much stuff surrounding them in general. That mm. would, you know, I think people would wouldn't be, especially if they're trying to appeal to middle America. Demi wouldn't be the one for them. Okay, that's uh, the issue. Is like they have to balance between like, and I think the fact that Emmanuel Ocho 
um, is has already, you know, been on people's screen. Like he's known for being in sports. Middle America is already used to seeing him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's also the issue. Is like that's. I mean, that's why Rachel Lindsay's been pushed out. But. Um, did we did we talk about Nate's date or are we going into um, engagements? We're going into the rose ceremony slash uh, the final rose. Yes. So before we even like after she comes back from Nate's date, mm-hmm. she finds a letter from Brandon where Brandon once again is pouring his heart out um, about, you know, how he'll do any like literally he's like, I'll do anything for you. Like I am here for you. You are my love. You're my everything. Blah, blah, blah. Love B. God, I I just, I can't help but being like a man watching the show and seeing both sides of like how you could play it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I could easily play it either of these ways right here. I've played it before and watching him just like pour his heart out, just be feeling confident. You know, you feel confident on that end. And, and just knowing that this, this is not the tactic that's going to get the girl. Like, you know, well, I don't even think it's that's like not the tactic. I think if her mind's or heart is already made up, it's already made up. So sure. Like, but that means that, like, you know, look at what Nate has to do, you know, to get like and he says it actually. Well, later I mean, on Nate had show. to like finally say shit, like finally express her feeling, his feelings for her to be all like, this is what I've been looking for. Like at the end of his date, like she was all like, this is all I've been asking you to do with me. It's like tell me like that you are in with me because I haven't felt like you've been all in like, but even, but even Brandon kind of brings that up. Like after the roads, like he's like, you know, you had to, you had to like pry to get this, like these feelings out of me. And for here I am just like, you know, right. laying it out for you. And it's just like, damn dude, like, it which is and I, don't think, I think that's truth. And I think, I don't think that's, I don't think he's in the wrong mm-hmm. for saying or even doing that. Cause some, People would rather have that um, than, you know, whatever. Like, I think it's truly just comes down to, like, where the connection is. So, but Uh, we go into fucking Neil Lane giving them some rings. We don't even get to, this is how you knew. We don't even get to see what ring Brandon picked out. Like, we don't even see it. But we spent a a decent amount of time seeing Nate picking out that ugly-ass pear-shaped monstrosity of a ring. (laughs) And I do like a pear shape, but I hate Neil Lane's rings. They're just so ugly. Um, But, you know, and we see Brandon is the first one out of the limo to go down to the noisiest platform for a proposal. Okay, so it wasn't just me. Like, it was like, no, I can't hear what these guys are saying. Why do they got the waves? The internet kept making there's so many memes and (laughs) tweets about it. Like, they, I'm like, why do they, where are the mics on them? Like, I'm, I'm so confused. What, like, this, this is a highly produced show. Yeah. Like, we couldn't, we couldn't. See, we've, we've gotten to the point now, too, that, like, we got to watch this shit right away. Because if I have to wait a day, like, I'm going to get it spoiled for me on online with memes and everything like that. Like, right. And I kind of want to be involved in knowing, like, what people are saying about the memes. But I avoid them for, like, a day. And then, you know, they're not on my timeline by the time I've already watched it. But it's like, you well, know. Well, I mean, and thank God I watch it, like, pretty much on right. on You watch it time. live. So, um, so yeah. I mean, uh, so we got the rings. And now we're going, yeah, to the beach and, um, you know, the waves are crashing and, and Brandon just like, you know, gets up there first. And and you could tell like Brandon gets up there and he's like laying it all out on the line and Michelle starts to respond and she's all like, I love you, but <laughs> yeah. 
she puts a big old butt in there and we're all like god ah, fuck yeah and and then she and then, you know and, and caitlin had already uh like said that this is going to be the most shocking ending or like the most shocking or the most emotional ending that she's ever seen i mean and i agree because then you know she tells him through her own tears that her heart is in another place though she loves him and whatever and then they do their little walk together and they're both like sobbing and crying and i i honestly was getting i was getting a little teared up because i i really felt like you know on paper brandon seemed like the best i mean besides i thought joe on paper was the best for her but Leaving Side it to note, work. there's no mention of Joe at all. Like, I feel like Joe kind of didn't get any was, any recognition. And maybe wonder, he didn't want it. But I wonder, and I wonder because, like, I know with um, Matt James's finale, Brie, her segment got cut from, like, after the final row. So I wonder if Joe was even there and if they just cut his segment mm. or if he wasn't even there. Yeah. So I don't know. But, um, but yeah, no, Brandon, you they know. They probably cut him for Clayton. Probably. Yeah. Um, but they, um, Brandon is super upset, but I have to give it to Brandon. This was, I think, I thought this was like, really I apologize to people. If you can hear it, my neighbor's just going up and down the stairs right now. So it's just like <laughs> very distracting, but uh, um, he's a drummer I thought, and uh, I think he's bringing out pieces of his drum set or something. At oh, time. Jesus. Um, at but least I he's not playing right now. So, um, true. Yeah. Um, I think it was really admirable of Brandon to say this, even though he was like super upset after, you know, getting, the most dumped you can get mm. um he said he's like you know part of me wants to like go back and fight for her but he's like but i know that's not what the thing that's not the right thing to do like she's always said that she was gonna follow her heart and be honest and truthful and whatever and like i have to respect that and like if that's where her heart is that's where her heart is and i can't you know i can't try to fight to change that and i thought that was a great perspective and a great way, like even like in such an emotional state. Um, and actually you know, when you're out there and it's hot as shit, you're already sweating and you start crying. It's just like the saddest you'll look like it's crazy. I know he looked so I just, I was tearing, tearing up. I was like, I was like, damn, like this is brutal. I also feel like I've had similar experiences of like either one person being more in than the other and like, you know, stuff like that. And I was like, wow, like, I get it. This is sad. But, yeah. um, you know, that's all said and done. He makes a sad exit. And then Nate is up next. Looking nice in his one of two suits, supposedly. Um, he makes his way down. Um, he finally shows more emotion than he's shown for, I mean, like, as he's been showing for these last couple of weeks. And he gets down on one knee and asks her to marry him and of course she says yes and um then they you know scream about how he's like that she's his fiance and she calls him her soul nate which he, he, and he goes nothing but nate oh god all bad <laughs> her soul nate even, it's so bad oh um, man but, you know, and then the girls come out screaming from down the beach and like they're all happy and happy and hugging and all that good shit. So seemingly great happy ending. This is our second of the year and ever, um, you know, full couple of color, full black couple. So um, exciting news and bachelor history in that sense. 
But, you know, yeah, then we that, get into after the after final the round, more yeah. of it, I guess. Yeah. And and here, like, you know, they had a very strong Christmas theme that they're going trying to go with. They had this guy. Named I hated Ho- it. What is this Holly Claus stuff? I don't know. I don't, he must be like some sort of producer or something on the show. I don't know who the hell he is. But why is it called they, Holly Claus? I don't know. Like, I don't get it. They, there was no explanation. I was like, I feel like there's an inside joke here that we weren't really let in on. But okay. that was dumb. That actually goes against. Um, that's a point against uh, Caitlin. I'd put that down here. But I don't. It's not a point <laughs> against her. You know, that's not her doing. I know. But it's just like she's the face of this, so I have to put it on her. Um, and then but, you know, and then she goes over and calls. Um, Beck and grocery store joe all uh bachelor royalty and they have them just sitting over there and that's all that they're doing is just like they're only people in the crowd with no masks on well they're the only ones that are no masks on because this was like live this was live live so people were tweeting Mm -hmm. about being like oh like is this a super spreader event etc etc and so like literally after the first commercial break they came back and made sure that everybody besides the those four you know, the two couples, the two bachelor couples there were wearing masks and like they had to make a big thing about it. And and then Wait, they, so they were not wearing masks at first and then everybody started wearing masks. Yeah, they like made. Them wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah so um, but I think I really hated how they kept doing these stupid bits with this Holly Claus, whatever the hell dude where like you know they did like the home alone bit they did um the elf like spaghetti bit they did the love actually sign bit they had him hold like a um mistletoe over joe and serena while they like fully made out i was like all right we don't need to see this um but i love them uh, as a couple though she's so hot and joe is so cool I love them. I it's love them crazy. too. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, even Caitlin was like, wow, Holly Claus is really going for it. Um, you know, I feel like 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 a, our Bachelor didn't want to have to do this whole Christmas theme, but because it falls on Christmas week, they had to like for some way to pull viewers in. They had to make it like a holiday Oh, I feel special. like they wanted to do that just to pull viewers in. I feel like they were all in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it just didn't. It didn't make for a good uh, after the rose. No, it's shitty. Like. I don't yeah. think they needed to do it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So that's that's kind of where where we're at. You know, they had they had them both come out. Um, Brandon, you know, kind of comes out and he's still sweet, and um, he says all the right stuff. I always think this is very awkward for them to try to get like clarity months later after they've been. It's almost like like it, it's kind of sad to watch because it's always like the loser that asks like they get a moment to talk with the lead and be like you know so what happened you know i saw this on the show like you kind of like kind of like led me on down the wrong path like why'd you do that and and the person's usually by that point so over it like you know like right. they haven't been thinking about you at all like they've been in their like secret relationship with the person they picked so it's always like kind of like with that weird awkward you know yeah and i feel like i feel like both Michelle and Brandon handled it pretty well. I think, you know, Brandon spoke some of his truth, even like said stuff. He's like, you know, I've thought about this a lot, but he's like, you know, what am I going to even say up here besides like, you know, I, and he said the little bit about like, I felt like you had to pull this out of Nate while I was giving it to you, like whatever. But, um, I mean, and I think Michelle like has a lot of love for him. Um, and I think they could eventually be, you know, close friends or something one day. Um, and I thought it was funny that he was all like, I really miss your family. And I, I get that. Like, I mean, her family was so welcoming and I think they like obviously still have a lot of love for him too. Um, that's, that's kind of usually how it goes though. Like you're just, uh, even with like my ex, like I think about like, 
me and her dad like kind of would like always talk about like Marvel and like mm-hmm. all these like like nerdy things. Cause he was a ner- big nerd too, and um, you know, so it would just be like even afterwards, like we'd break up and we'd still be like, "Did you hear about like the new Marvel oh movie God, coming yeah. out?" Yeah, you know. And then eventually, you just kind of just like stop talking because you have to. But yeah, my um, mom has done that with like some of my brother's um, ex girlfriends yeah. that she's been in close contact my mom is pretty i mean she stays i I can't tell she's either you 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 give her good vibes and she stays in touch or you give her bad vibes and she cuts you off same that's kind of how my mom is too but like there is one of my brother's ex-girlfriends like she you know helped out with a couple of things but um none of my exes well my mom actually (laughs) my exes are exes for a reason one of my other exes my mom and my sister and everybody was invited to the wedding and i wasn't so (laughs) yeah it's kind of crazy right oh yeah it was like uh, it was around my birthday too so it's just like what the heck is going on here well, um but um no it's understandable though they're all good friends i uh, think the best part of this uh after the final rose is that seemingly everybody was given the memo to wear like some sort of like wine or maroonish color because everybody matched everybody matched like Michelle matched with Brandon, that matched with her parents, that matched with Nate, that matched with, like, Clayton. Like, they all matched. Like, everybody, like, everybody I know, matched. that's that's kind of, that's that that was uh, kind of funny because, like, yeah, uh, Brandon came out and you're like, we match. And she was like, yeah, because she knew she already matched with, like, you know, Nate and stuff. So it's just like, oh, man, so... But yeah, Nate, Nate looked good, you know, finally uh, got rid of that zit that we've been seeing for the last couple of weeks on his forehead. That's been just really the focus of everything for me. I can't, I can't help it. I'm a zit guy, like, you know, because I don't get too many, but you get like, I, it's Must like, be nice. well, no, I'm just saying though, like I, I drink a lot of water, but um, you got to get those three liters a day. Um, all right. At I, least. All right. Sorry. I'm telling you right now, that's the, the only thing that's been saving my skin. But when I do oh get it, when, when I do get an actual zit, it's like you, because I don't have a lot like it's always noticeable so that's kind of like was the you pet know, peeve my, for me as someone who's struggled with acne since she was like 10 like oh i'm talking about now i struggle with acne i used to i've get- been literally and i know it'll be forever because my mother who is like 55 i never gets- see acne on you oh well, because i'm i'm very good at taking care yeah, of it i don't think i've ever been like holy crap look at that zit on veronica because uh, i know how to pop it okay. and i know how to take care of it yeah um I'm, I'm a crazy my brothers hate me i'm a crazy pimple popper like for christmas one year i got like the little tool i oh, love it i watch I, those videos I'm, I'm obsessed yeah i've gotten to the phase where i try not to pop them but um but yeah right way. when i was younger i definitely had like really bad acne like it went from my cheeks and then it went away and then it went came back on my forehead and then it went away and now like i just it's just a matter of like getting a lot of liquid and flushing out your system and stuff so yeah. um or you just have bad genes i mean but, i use a i use a lot of like retinol and other things like that so yeah. my skin is it seems I never, I never had to go down the accutane path but um i was very close i might have actually accutane did nothing for me yeah, I was just always scared about how they were like, it makes you very angry and like suicidal and stuff. And I was like, I don't know about all that. You know, it's already no, hard it just made it. it just made it a pain in the ass for me to give blood because I would have to write it on. Like I would have to say whenever it's the last time. Because Anyways, but thing. back to Bachelorette. Finale. Anyways. So, but you know, what what do we end here with? Like, you the know, biggest, the biggest moments that happened from this is like, so they did a little bit with Clayton. They did more preview of his season. They did this really stupid, obviously, within the ABC family, Jimmy Kimmel. They did like his 
mean tweets bit. Mm. Where, oh, and I, I did not like this again. I hated this. This is terrible. And it's another bad look for Caitlyn. Like, I, 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 th- I feel like this is Caitlyn's bit. Like, this is what I'm trying to say. I, is don't that- think, I don't think it was. I mean, she was like, we're taking a note out of, like, Jimmy Kimmel's. But I really think this was, like, because Jimmy Kimmel has, like, such a tie to The Bachelorette with, like, his segments and whatever. I really think this was just, like, production. And I, I think she, like, you know, I think she could have easily been, like, let's, you know, maybe let's stop here. But, like, she did keep it going, which I was like, why are we going to keep it going? But maybe she was, like, being told, like, you got to keep going. For they time. were just, like, really just mean they were just like they weren't even funny they were just like it was like it was hard to watch him read these and he did so well like he actually did he did well it did work for him it didn't work for caitlin very self-deprecating so i think it worked i did think the one with the the horse was funny because he's all like i mean the horse got more screen time it was a good response but the the shrek one was kind of hard to watch i was like the shrek one was awful i was just like that's just brute first of all like i don't think he's like ugly like i don't think he looks like an ogre no i don't know like, whoever was he just picking looks the actual like a tweets white football player yeah like, no he, i mean if he had ears or crazy ears or something like that maybe but no and um so yeah anyways i think i think he did really well for i think he did fine i think it was i think they're really still trying to shove him being the lead down our throat and i think that was their sad attempt of being all like haha we've heard you like yeah. But I, I think it worked. It did not work well. And then the biggest thing that happened was they gave, um, because you know they talked to Nate and Michelle, and Nate's all like, "Yeah, I'm moving to Minnesota," and like you know that you know my the parents are now are in love with him. The moms are best friends. Like, ooh, yay! Like everything's been resolved. But then the biggest thing that they did, they were like, "To help with you in your guys' house hunt for somewhere in Minnesota, here's a down payment." And it's not just any down payment. Honestly, this could be enough for like the majority of a house in Minnesota, it's $200,000. Yeah. They couldn't even That's believe insane. it. That's insane. What do you think the thinking of this is? I mean, they said it was for Christmas or, you know, whatever, I, but how come they didn't do this for Caitlin or for uh, Katie? I don't. How come they don't do this for anybody else? I don't know. I think, you know, maybe it has something to do with them being like the first black couple, yeah. like out of like the main season. It's like they need them to be. Or like maybe it's, yeah. I think and it's like if we buy them, if we just buy them a house, maybe they'll just like be together I mean, and it'll work out. Like, And they did a lot of working with Michelle in general with the fact of like filming over the summer break so that she, you know, could go back and work at school. And I guess she's like, you know, getting her master's or whatever. And she's like trying to be. A principal like so she's gonna stay in minnesota in that school system like that's kind of how it works like you have to do certain things to like be able to move to different and it kind of depends on licenses whatever but um i think and also like teachers don't make enough money i don't know how much lead money she's making from being the lead and uh, fuck if i don't even really remember what nate does nate does yeah uh, i don't know i mean was he because because it was Brandon. You who could was tell talk- she was out of her mind. Like when they gave her that amount of money, she yeah. was like, she's like, what well, they're is not this? rich. He's not rich. They they won't make it if they don't have a house. Like you know, to to stay in with each other. You know, um, I mean, they're gonna be able to buy a nice ass house in Minnesota. Yeah, but why why a house? Like why why would it not be like an apartment? Maybe they'll get a condo. Who's to say in Minneapolis? But it kind of depends on like where they're at. I'm, I'm, I'm just so confused. Is this something they're gonna do moving forward? Like. 
I don't know how they can afford to do that moving forward. Yeah. I don't know where they got all the money to like because like they were low budget seemingly for Katie's season. Yeah. I I don't know. It, it just felt it felt strange. It felt like out of out of character for the show. And are they going to keep this going like in the future with future Bachelor? Bachelor. Ah, <laughs> nice. Um so that's essentially where we're at with this. Um, you know, we're going into a little hiatus, but I think it's only um, two weeks. I think it's like a week. It's a week. A week. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm excited to get back into some Bachelor. So we'll do a little bit of a some roundup and stuff next week yeah. of, you know, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise news. Yeah, where we're at with couples. Predictions. And predictions and, and all that good stuff. So, um yeah, anything actually happening in Bachelor Nation news that we need to talk about? Yes. So um, this week, Hannah Brown, Alabama Hannah, mm-hmm. her brother proposed slash is engaged to Jed Wyatt's ex, the ex, the ex that was in question when Hannah, you know, ended up with Jed at the end of her season. So let's explain this real quick. So Hannah Brown is the bachelorette. She ends up picking Jed Wyatt as the like the guy that proposes to her. Yeah. So they end up breaking up because post show he like right when that was happening, it was like he had a girlfriend or something. Yeah. So they broke up. Hannah Brown ends up what? Going off and like kind of going like off, slightly going back dating to Tyler, Tyler Cameron, yeah. doing the quarantine. So, so, so and now she's dating some other hot dude. So whatever. Yes, but how how does this happen? How I, I I just I didn't read into it too much, but I was trying to think like how the heck does this happen, Veronica? Like no, without even looking it up. Like how do you think it happens? I mean, so I'm guessing like Nashville. Like I mean, Hannah is from Alabama, so mm-hmm. her brother is from. Alabama. Mm-hmm. Not sure where he lives now. Maybe he lives in Nashville. Okay. Maybe he lives close. Okay. I'm guessing, you know, he somehow, I'm guessing, you know, when stuff like this happens, people tend to get connected. Like, I think, you know, with everything that happened with Jed and the ex and whatever, and like she came out of the woodwork and whatever, I'm sure. So there's they, some there's some sneakiness happening here. Like, there had to have been some slide in the DMs. In the same like, circles. Wouldn't it be interesting if we went out on a date, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Starting to be in the same circles. And then they met up and then, you know, decided to make it happen. And I guess Hannah hasn't really said much on it. But I guess Jed said something to the degree of like. um, How would you feel uh, if your brother married a girl that dated one of the same guys as you? So wait, let's say say, what if what if like your brother and, and you could hypothetically think this, you know, your brother is having sex with someone that had sex with your sister. Wait, wait, no, hold on. No, no, yes, right? Wouldn't that sort be sort of like transitive, yeah. Right? Yeah. A guy that had sex with like your sister had and, sex with and this girl, girl that you were you are now get proposing married. to. Yeah. I don't know. This is all right. Well, it gets a little tricky. (laughs) It's a little (laughs) tricky. She said it gets a little tricky. I guess Jed's uh, note on it was um, 
was yeah i uh, hope you enjoy my sloppy seconds <laughs> pretty much he said i guess the only thing i have to state is more of a question it's like does he know he's engaged because i think it was supposed to be kind of like a hit on the whole like were they dating were they not dating oh, okay, whatever okay so all right well guys um that's a little doozy on your on your bachelor nation stuff here at the end of the year yeah. um you know maybe we'll get we'll look into it a little bit more for some explanation for next week's uh you know bachelor nation news uh roundup update but uh all right guys well that wraps up our season of the bachelorette um it was a, definitely an interesting one any final thoughts on on this season um <coughs> you know i I think there was definitely some slower parts to it. I, in general, I really like Michelle as a lead. I like her as a person. She had much better fashion than Katie did, so I can always appreciate that. Though I think they these last couple of episodes, they were doing her dirty on how they were doing her eyebrows. They were, like, really filling them in weird. Um, I agree. But um, in general, you know, I think we saw some growth in Nate. Um, you know, I, my final thoughts are, are really that I just thought of like, you know, she did, a, I think, a better job than most bachelorettes have done where they know exactly who they like right away. And, you know, it was obvious that she liked him a lot, but it wasn't like he was the obvious choice the whole time. Right. It was more towards the end where he became like the obvious choice, like the last three, four guys or something where it was like, obviously, you know, even then, though, like I, I really thought Nate was going home at one point. I mean, yeah, me too. So, you know, I think she did really well of like knowing who she liked. She had a Joe that everyone thought that she liked like that. But it was really Nate the whole time that was like the, you know, did, who got the first impression, Rose? I think it was Nate. Was it? Yeah, wow. I think it was Nate. So usually, I mean, it's another season where the first impression, Rose, is the person they end up picking at the end. So, um, so yeah, I really hope they end up working out. Um, I, I really, I, I mean, when it comes to Nate, it seems like he's gotten past the parents now. And I just really hope like maybe it's just his personality on television that comes off like making him look like a red flag. But he seems like enjoying it. He, it seems like they're doing good. So hopefully that lasts. I mean, we'll see in about probably next Christmas if they're still together or not. And um, and Yeah bachelorette season 18 comes to a close nice. um guys thank you so much to everybody that's you know been following us this season as we've been doing every episode on youtube um shout out to everyone that's still listening to us at the end of year this time of year it's it's kind of hard for all podcasters and shows to kind of keep viewers on everyone's kind of in their own worlds doing their own thing but um you know we really just appreciate you guys, you know, keeping in and checking in with us and what we think about our thoughts on the show. Um, sometimes it's incredible that to, to me to think that people care about what we think. But, um, you know, this is content. We're making it for you guys. If it's not us, it'll be someone else. So I'm glad it is us. Veronica, great job this season recapping the whole season. Um, you're an incredible, uh, you know, uh, partner in crime to have on the show. So I just really appreciate you. Oh, and thanks, dude. Of Same. Course. And, um, yeah, that's the season of The Bachelorette. Uh, why don't we move into our slapper of the week, right? 
Slasher of the week. This song slaps. Yeah. <laughs> this week's slapper of the week comes from um, a fellow Atlanta artist um, known as Black or, or Six, six Lack. Lack, as I like to say. Yes, uh, stylized as Six, the number Six Lack, but it's really I think supposed to be a lowercase B for Black. Yep. But um, you know, uh, this guy is is an incredible artist. Uh, I. I you know, I found him a couple of years ago, uh, and I'm trying to think of what the what the song I really liked from him was, but uh, it, it was what was it? Uh, see, I, I say six. We have lack. some of his songs on the Future Bachelor podcast playlist. Oh yeah, on pretty Spotify. pretty little fears, the one that features J Cole. That's the one yeah. that I really like from him. And so I heard this song. It's called Rent Free, and essentially. Um, it's saying that like you're living rent free in my brain. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I love the concept. I love it. And Me the beat too. is incredible. So check it out. Um, stylized six lack, but it's black and the song is called Rent Free. Check it out. It's it's a great it's a great tune. So it's on the future batch. Did you podcast. use her? Did I not hear you'd use our slapper of the week drop? Oh yeah. Um it might be hard to hear because now my other uh, my other neighbor is now DJing and <laughs> blasting music like right across the hall. So it's just it's one of those things where yes i did drop it so um uh, anyways, i didn't even hear it yeah <laughs> check it out great song on the future bachelor podcast playlist oh, on spotify boy. um v do you have any shout outs yes uh i wanted to shout out a couple of my friends got engaged this past week my friend bow got engaged um and then also my friend janelle got engaged so congrats to them on their respective engagements then obviously i wanted to shout out to um the fam because I am home and it's good to see them and I'm excited to see um some like my grandparents and you know some other select select family members so it's always a good thing you know you know and a shout out to you Merry Christmas thank you um yeah I mean I don't really have too many crazy shout outs I want to shout out um I want to shout out again everyone on YouTube, everyone listening on podcasts, everyone that just like supports us um, for another incredible year of the pod and the show. Um, I want to thank you, Veronica, for being one of my best friends and um, a partner in crime. That you know we're established, we've established a show for years now, and um, I feel like it's something that we can continue to do for a really long time. Uh, you know, uh, I enjoy doing this with you, and I, I just I see the future in this like we just got to continue to keep with the consistency and one day we're going to look back and be like can you imagine that like we we stuck it out like you know and this is now what we do and i hope i just have big dreams and i'm I'm manifesting them um and uh you know i couldn't do it without without you you know we're doing it together so um and i want to shout out everyone um you know with the virus you know the cases spiking up uh, this new variant that's like you know really taking uh, a toll on this holiday um a lot of people are you know getting uh the virus and and not being able to go and spend time with their family and everything um and it's it's it sucks it, it really sucks but uh, what are we supposed to do? You know, this is the world we live in. Um, all you can do is just kind of think about it being just another day. Uh, you know, just kind of spread that love out throughout the year and, and try to, you know, make every day, you know, Christmas if you can. That's kind of my outlook because this year I'm sick and this is the first year in like 33 years I'm not spending it with my family. 
um my sister just texted me being like saying that and i was like damn i only spent one christmas by myself and it was the christmas my parents had me <laughs> and then 11 months later they had my sister so every christmas since then i've, I've spent it with my family and now i'm gonna be here in atlanta um chilling so i i just want to say i love you guys um thank you so much you know i love you um don't be sad i'm not there um I, i'll try not to be sad I, i'm not with y'all but um you know, I, you know, you guys know what it is. I love you guys so much, and uh, Merry Christmas. So, shout out to all you, all you guys um, out there that can't be with your family either. So, uh, that's pretty much what I got. Uh, v, uh, you know, good. I'm, I'm happy you get to be with your family. Uh, that's that's definitely something uh, you never take for granted. Um, for sure. I, I'll never do it again. And. Um, yeah, guys, you know, this is our Christmas episode. Don't mean to go out on a bum, but, you know, it is what it, it's one of those years, man. It's hard to stay so positive when 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 our reality is like, you know, what it is, you know, sometimes. But yep, I agree. If anyone's going to stay positive, it's your boy. Um, you <laughs> I was know. like, it's not me. Yeah. Um, I'm a realist. <laughs> so, well, um, it's, it's still nice to get the show done and stuff, too. So. Um, guys, I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. Um, you know, you're safe. You're with your, if you're with your family, hug them tight. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be one of those, you know, even going into New Year's, I think everyone's just kind of going to be kind of uh, scaling it back a little bit, yep. uh, you know, this year. So it might just be a low creek Christmas and New Year's, but gives you a little extra time to work on your plan of, you know, your New Year's resolutions and stuff. So maybe get a little head start on it. Uh, that's what I'm going to try to do. So, uh, guys, thank you for uh, another good season of The Bachelorette as we come to a close of this year. Happy holidays. And, um, and next week we'll be back with episode 195. 195. Let's go. For All our right. last episode of the year. Okay. I love it. Uh, guys, this has been Future Bachelor. My name is Cy. I'm Veronica. And we love you. Merry Christmas and deuces. Bye. Feliz Navidad. Future Bachelor Podcast.